0: Our last stop on our tour of the World's Columbian Exposition takes us several miles off the fairgrounds to downtown Chicago. Today, the Art Institute of Chicago is a world-renowned museum. It's also one of the few remaining buildings that was used during the exposition. In 1893, the Institute served as an auxiliary meeting hall for a series of conventions called Congresses. The Congresses were the intellectual side of the fair. This is scholar Matt Hedstrom. He says these congresses were devoted to all manner of subjects, things such as the arts, manufacturing, and medicine.
1: And they were all designed to showcase, look how far we've come, look at the state of the art in these various fields, look at the contribution of American civilization
0: to these forms of knowledge. The capstone of these congresses was one dedicated to faith, the Parliament of the World's Religions. Held in September, near the tail end of the fair, the session brought together religious figures from around the globe. The local host and most attendees were English-speaking Protestants. Catholic and Jewish representatives made the trip as well.
1: But there were a significant number of Buddhists and Hindus, uh, smaller numbers of Muslims, Jains, representatives of Shinto from Japan. Sometimes they were called the enlightened heathens, those who were not Christians but who had civilization who had great ideas to contribute.
0: The Congress was the fulfillment of a dream articulated a year before by Chicago minister John Henry Barrows, president of the parliament. In front of a huge crowd at New York's Madison Square Garden, he had outlined his vision. For the first time in history, The representatives of the leading historic faiths will meet in fraternal
1: conference over the great things of human life and destiny. I mean, on the one hand, it was um, a progressive's vision of bringing representatives of the great world religions together to uh, come to understand each other. I have no doubt that this phenomenal meeting will make apparent the fact that there is a certain unity in religion. That is, that men not only have common desires and needs, but also have perceived more or less clearly certain common truths. And yet, Barrows was also a Christian minister who had a very clear sense of a kind of hierarchy of culture, a hierarchy of civilizations. He was uh, a Darwinist and so had a sort of evolutionary understanding of the trajectory of history and very clearly understood Christianity as sort of standing at the apex of civilizations, the way the White City was.
0: He even celebrated the attendance of the so-called enlightened heathens. He talks about the
1: full sun and the twilight, and he sees basically the illumination of Christianity offering uh, a visions of truth in its full, right, standing in full daylight. The other great religions had truths to share, but they were sort of dimmed. So he describes them as in the twilight. Right? It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's just not fully developed. So in that sense, like the other congresses, it's like, what's the state of the art in finance? What's the state of the art in engineering? Well, what's the state of the art in religion? It's progressive Protestant Christianity. America will be on exhibition the coming year, and especially American Christianity. You have an opportunity of influencing the whole world with the spirit of our common Christianity without parallel in ancient or modern times. That is the most modern, the most up-to-date, and the completest form of religion. And he thought the parliament would ultimately demonstrate that.
0: But it didn't really pan out that way.
1: Because some of the other
0: participants didn't quite play their assigned roles. Two participants in particular, Hindu Swami Vivekananda from India and Buddhist Anagarika Dharmapala from Ceylon, now Sri Lanka. Both men had been educated by Westerners. They understood their audience far more than their audience understood them.
1: Vivekananda was, by all accounts, a spectacular showman. And many consider him to be the kind of star of the show somebody who was just a spellbinding speaker who had that kind of it factor as an orator.
0: That it factor was on full display the very first day of the parliament. Reportedly, Swami Vivekananda said just five words in greeting, sisters and brothers of America, and the crowd burst into applause for several minutes. Audience members were enthralled by the Swami in his orange robes and yellow turban. He was playing the
1: role of the monk from the East with the wisdom from an ancient culture and an ancient civilization, and he knew how to play to Westerners' expectations of what someone in that capacity should look like and sound like, and he he played it perfectly. So he could speak the language of the fair and the language of the parliament of religions, The language of progress, the language of modernity, the language of the compatibility of science and philosophy with religious wisdom. Um, He simply thought that a kind of hierarchy of civilizations that said Christianity had the full illumination and others groped, not in darkness, but in twilight, was inaccurate.
0: And that this particular Christian attitude had a negative impact on his people. Vivekananda was an outspoken Indian nationalist. In fact, today he's considered a spiritual father of modern India.
1: And so he was deeply critical of the ways in which he thought that Christian theological claims to a kind of an exclusive uh, hold on truth facilitated Christian, in his
0: case British, imperialism. So, Vivekananda used his platform at the Congress to preach a message of spiritual equality. He believed that all religions were manifestations of the divine. That first day of the parliament, he told the assembled crowd, The present convention, which is one of the most August assemblies ever held,
1: is in itself a vindication, a declaration to the world of the most wonderful doctrine preached in the Gita. Whosoever comes to me through whatever form, I reach him. This is the way he could bring that message and subtly subvert the kind of hierarchies that were quite present from the Christian point of view at the parliament.
0: His message was well-received, as was Anagarika Dharmapalas, Dharmapala didn't have the same star wattage of his contemporary, but like Vivekananda, he understood what fair goers were looking for.
1: He presented Buddhism in terms that I think are very familiar to those of us in the 21st century West, in a sense, as the fulfillment of a dream that is simply a philosophy of mind. He said, Theology is a way of thinking that represents the past and the future will be about philosophy and psychology. And if that's the case, then Buddhism is better positioned to lead us into that future than Christianity is. Christianity requires belief in all kinds of supernatural historical events. So we Buddhists, we don't need that.
0: His message found ready and immediate audience. He very famously took a convert, A man named C.T. Strauss became the first public convert to Buddhism on American soil. His conversion reportedly left his Jewish family at a loss. As a newspaper put it, they could not understand his move toward the effete religious mysticism of the East. This is not the way
1: things were supposed to work. Asians don't come to the United States as missionaries. And here was Dharmapala taking an American convert on the streets of Chicago in 1893.
0: Hedstrom says it's not as if thousands of Americans immediately followed in Strauss's footsteps, but he argues that it does mark a shift in American religious consciousness. Vivekananda and Dharmapala found a spiritually hungry audience at the World's Fair. When it was over, they both set up learning centers for their faiths in cities across the United States. So, for the first time, if you were an
1: American, what we might today call a seeker, there was a place to go, there were people to talk to, there was literature. But even more, on this most public of stages, it did make this case for those who are interested in a kind of progressive story of religion that one might need to look outside of Christianity. And so the appeal, I think, for religious liberals across the 20th century for sort of looking east is the story that Vivekananda and Dharmapala told best.
0: And in doing so, they counter the message that men such as Barrows had envisioned for the fair.
1: And in a sense, that's what Vivekananda and Dharmapala were doing. It's like,
0: okay, you want to tell a story
1: about uh, the progress of civilizations and the coming of a kind of uh, fulfillment of a religious dream? Great. Let me tell you that
0: story. Matt Hedstrom is a religious studies professor at the University of Virginia. He's the author of The Rise of Liberal Religion, Book Culture and American Spirituality in the 20th Century.